Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live, radio contact. Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkson. We're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul White. How are you, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay? How has your week been so far? Yeah, not not so bad, mate. Not so bad. Saturday was a bit of a bit of a rum day, wasn't it? With uh, the defeat to, to OKR, and uh, my missus picked me up straight from the game, and we went out for a, for a nice meal with uh, with a, with her friends. It was they hired a restaurant for her 40th birthday, so we we enjoyed that. Seeing some some of her friends and that and anyway I came back from, from uh, it was in Alsager which is on the way to Stoke nice place actually and um, but it was a nightmare driving home again as I mentioned the other week me, me driving on the motorway I can't drive at night time but our sat nav this time it took us back to the M6 but on the you know the country lanes and there's no lights on them at all so I was driving around with full beam lights on and people flashing at me and saying get your full beam off you folly so uh, no, it was exciting it was exciting and then um I got home and my, my goldfish was really poorly on, on Saturday night and then I woke up Sunday morning and he died. So oh, to to add to the, the, the heartbreak of, of the old guy defeat, I had to to flush my goldfish down the toilet. So um, oh, no. I've took a real shine to him as well. So uh, when we went away a few weeks ago, I got my next door neighbour to mind him for a couple of days because uh, I've become really attached to him. So, But these things happen, don't they? These things these happen. Things happen. As, as, is, is your neighbour involved in, in this? In this? The killing of this fish. That's the question you have to ask yourself. You you gave this fish to the, your neighbour. Yeah, that was a week faith. ago though. In good faith. <laughs> and then a week later, you know, not quite not. You don't. You can't join the dots. But you know, there is a. It could be a link there, Paul. Could be a link. I'd be looking yeah, well, at slightly different from now on. I, I trust me, me next door neighbour. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything like that. But we did. Um, we did clean the tank out the day before, and we had two. We got two. Ellen got them for um, Secret Santa. Mm. So um, the first one died fairly early on, but it was the day after I cleaned the tank out. So I don't know whether it's the clean water that finishes them off. I'm not too sure, but never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I've got I've, my my pet my pet uh, news of the week. I've got two rabbits. Got one called uh, Charlie Brown, and one called. Um, I can't think of what called right now. But a girl, and they're both in the same cage now. They're not. They're not. They don't. They haven't been to, been in the same cage. And it took Charlie Brown to get his bits cut off, so he couldn't, um, you know, give the uh, give the other rabbit a. You know. Oh man. The scene too. Yeah. <laughs> so we've we've had him. What's it called? We've we've had him. We've had him muted, and uh, we've put them both in the same cage now. Uh, so he's just chasing it around the uh, the cage at the moment, and she's just like batting him off constantly. So uh, yeah, it's quite fun watching uh, Violet, that's what she's called, uh, run around this double cage and Charlie Brown chase after him, chase after her. 
So yeah, that's the, that's as fun as it as fun as it's been for me. Nobody's died yet, fine, but it's uh, you know it's uh, quite fun really. Rabbits and I do like rabbits to be fair. What are the um, listeners listening to? Is it Animal Magic? This or uh, the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Another bit of news as well. My son lost a tooth as well. Just delivered right. that to me uh, pre pre record, which is which is good. So what did he get for that fifty p? It'll be it on our date with about was it about a quid or two, but I suppose inflation and fifty p. I used to get a fifty p coin. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Know, it could be a could be a you know like an iTunes. 99p game or something maybe on the iPad. Oh, right. Well, when when we were kids, 50p's were bigger than pounds, weren't they? So I always thought 50p's were better. <laughs> <laughs> well, they weren't. But... No, no, they weren't, Paul. No. Uh, but yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the exciting as we as, as we've got uh, today, Paul. Um, loads going on in, in the in the world of Soul for a Devils, Paul. We've got a look back at the Challenge Cup defeat of um, Oakington Rovers, and then we've got all the news coming out of Soul for a Devils during the week, and then we've got. Interviews with Ian Watson. We've got Josh Wood, Tyrone McCarthy, and Greg Burke talking about the Hulkington Rovers game. We've got your amateur report, and then we're going to preview the game against Settlers on the on Friday night. Sounds good to me, mate. Cool. So what we'll do? We'll start off with the uh, the defeat against Hulkington Rovers on the uh, on Saturday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Sovereign Devils were defeated in the Challenge Cup against Hawkinson Rovers, 32 points to 18, Paul. Very disappointing result. Obviously, us fans really target the Cup, uh, you know, to see if we can win it. Uh, and to get defeated like that in a kind of a non-performance, it has to be said, uh, was a bit of a killer for us. Yeah, it certainly was. I mean, it was a good start to the game. But I didn't think we played that well in the first half. I thought the completion rate was pretty poor. But I thought all Kings Rovers were poor. I mean, I think they knocked on from the kickoff, if I remember rightly. They put the ball out on the full. They failed to make touch from a penalty kick. So they were misfiring in that game. And um, we should have took advantage of it, really. And I don't think we did. I think we should have been a lot more in front than we was at our time. You know, 14 points to six. You know, we should have had more points on the board. But we kicked that penalty goal just after half time. Rather cautious, I thought, to go 16-6. I thought we should have run that there because we had Dokar flapping a bit. But no, we kicked the goal 16-6. And to me, that's a winning situation in the game. And for some reason, we seem to, well, I say put the cue on the back. We just seemed to switch off. We were making mistakes. We were coughing up. Again, the completion rate was poor. Tackling was, was non-existent for some of them tries we conceded. I mean, to conceding a try from a set scrum was pathetic, really. And I don't know... We've got to ask, ask, ask the question of the players there. I mean, what, what were they playing at? Because it just seemed to be a complete switch off, really, in, in attitude there. I don't know. It was a miserable defeat against a side who were, who were struggling at the moment, OK. So we're no, very, very disappointing in the Cup as well. Yeah, obviously, you know, big game for us. It's, it's a Cup. Everyone's up for the Cup, aren't they? And sort of to, to sort of turn in performance like that really did sting, didn't it? And, you know, it's going to just kind of leave a big... Challenge Cup gaping hole in our in our season really, but in another way looking at it, Paul, it does give opportunity for us to concentrate on the league a bit more. Obviously, we are you know up near the top at the moment, so gives the boys chance to have a week's rest and you know hopefully uh, keep the intensity levels up and secure a few more wins uh, in 2000. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure the players are looking at it like that. I think they're upset about the defeat, aren't they? And, and Watto's upset about the defeat. I think they were pinning a lot on the Challenge Cup this season. I mean, being a realist, I don't really, 
I can't see us getting to the grand final. So I think, you know, I'd love us to, but I'm, I'm, re- I'm being realistic here. I think it's going to be tough with a squad that we've got to compete at the top end of the table. I mean, I'd love us to get in that top five, but I think it's a very tall order. But, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm just hoping now that the players can continue and this doesn't affect them because there's an awful lot of talk at the moment about contracts, people off contracts and... You know, what I mentioned in the interview, I think, you know, there's been words said in the change room and I don't know what's going on in the change room, but you don't want players to lose focus, do you? And sometimes a defeat like that can hurt you because we saw it a few years ago. We, we beat Warrington, didn't we, on the Easter Monday. We were flying high in the league. The week after, we, we lost a couple of games. We lost the cup semi-final as well. Against Wigan. We just seemed to tail off, didn't we, at the end of the season. So I'm hoping we don't get that sort of reaction now. And, you know, we've got a really tough game this this Friday as well now to, to follow it up. So uh, so it's important we, we get back on the arse as quickly as possible. Yeah, uh, Salford's lineup was nine levels at full-back. Daryl Olfert, Christy Inu, Chris Wellham, Ken Seo, Rob Lewis, Jackson Hastings, Lee Mossop, Joey Lusick, Gil Dudson, Jake Bibby, George Griffin and Greg Burke. On the bench, Adam Walker, Daniel Murray, Josh Wood and Tyrone McCarthy. Jake Bibby in the second row. Bit of, a, bit of a surprise set up there by Ian Watson. I thought he did quite well. I thought, you know, he what he lacked in power, he, he brought pace, I thought, to the on the outside. And, you know, I, I think he did quite well with me. What do you think? Yeah, but he's not a second row, man. I thought it was a strange decision from uh, from Watto, really. I mean, I know Ben Nakabuai was in the squad and, and Ben is a second row, so I didn't really really get that one, whether, whether Ben was carrying a bit of a knock because his knee was quite heavily strapped up and... You know, I, I think perhaps that's why we brought in Paulie Paulie. Now we will talk about later on in the show because you know we've we've lost Jansen Turg, haven't we? He's left the club, so we're a man down now in the forwards. So as I said before, the, the squad uh, squad's only light. So he made that choice there. To be honest with it, I mean, I was thinking perhaps bring Junior Sawin to play in the second row because Junior's a big, powerful, full man as well. So it was he's one of them. You, you trust him, what? Oh, don't you? He, he makes the decisions and he he chose to brought Jake Bibby in. I didn't think you know Jake did anything particularly wrong in the, in the game. To be honest with you, um, there was a lot of things in the game where a few weeks ago passes and things had stuck, hadn't they, against Leeds and against London, and nothing seemed to go right for us on on, on Saturday against Ulkia. You know, the ball was dropped a few times. I've mentioned it twice already about the completion, mate. It was poor, wasn't it? And we we seemed to snatch at chances and. I don't know. It was a very flat performance as well. And it seems to have been like that at home this season. A lot of the home games have been flat performances. And I don't know whether that's the, the crowd or, or what. We seem to play a lot better away from home, don't we? So, uh, so no, but it's a really disappointing day. And just looking at the cup draw now, you know, Bradford getting through, Halifax getting through as well. Those two have drawn each other in the quarterfinals. So there's going to be a, a championship side in the semis. So, I know we'd have drawn Warrington, wouldn't we, if, if we'd have got through that two has got so that'd have been a tough game anyway. But the cup looks wide open now, doesn't it? And to not be part of it, it's it's disappointing. Yeah, it's disappointing because obviously you, you looked at all the draw the, the draw now and you think it, it kind of opened up out of it, but I suppose it's one then you can't you can't linger on, you know history, can you? You can't we can't change it, can we now, Paul? No. It's all about moving forward now and giving as good as we've got for the rest of the season for me. Um we spoke to Joshua Tyrell McCarthy and Greg Burke after the game and this is what you have to say right, Greg Burke joins me very disappointing afternoon for yourselves today I won't ask you to repeat what Otto said to you but what, what can you take from that we're okay, good in that second half no, 16 points to 6 up bit of a let down yeah definitely I'm, well, personally I'm, uh, I'm devastated to be honest uh, obviously majority of the lads are um, but we all had to be honest, I don't know. But yeah, it's just <clears throat> okay, okay. 
obviously they were struggling for numbers. They had a they had a good uh, game plan really to slow the game down and they stuck at it and fair play to them. We 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 were poor I thought. Um, not completing sets. Played at 59 in the first half. Came in at 14-6. To be honest, you know, we, if we'd have completed, would have the game would have been gone. I, you know, but it wasn't. And second half, just I don't know from just from watching at the sideline, I just thought we were <coughs> weren't at the races. To be honest, and that one they got a try early on, and then they sort of they just, they just grew a leg. And um, momentum, obviously, is a big thing in rugby league. And, was just going to allude to that once they got that first try and yeah. just drink water went over. Yeah. Disappointing tries to concede yeah. a few of them, weren't they? Weren't yeah. they as well? some, there were some, there were some poor tries there, and, and that's like I said, that's the most disappointing thing. Um, is it hard to think to take in the cup? Because obviously, when you've got a league, nobody likes to lose matches, but you've always got the week after to yeah. put things right with the challenge cup. You've got to wait twelve months now, aren't you, to yeah. three champions in the cup again? Exactly. You know, I genuinely believed and thought we could, you know, we could, we could do something this year in this cup. Um, Devastated to be honest. Um, like I say, you're losing, you're gone. So um, yeah, we've got them. We've got the weeks off, but <laughs> things don't get easier. Trip to exactly. St. Helens next next yeah, next next Friday as well. Yeah, that's the one. Um, you know, no, you know, you could say there's no better time to you know a better team sort of to to turn it round and turn up with something. Um, obviously, the flying eye, the best team in the comp. Um, so you know, that's a big test for us in itself. Um, but coming off the back of that, you know, we need a response. So, thanks very much for speaking Cheers, to us today, Greg. Thank you very much. Mate. Thanks, Cheers, mate. So I'm joined by Josh Wood. Disappointing result that. Yeah, definitely. Um, not the best performance by us individually and as a team. Just weren't good enough. Didn't complete sets. Just ridiculous. Obviously, six, 16 six up at one stage. What, what kind of happened? Why did it fall away? Uh, didn't complete sets. Uh, errors, penalties. Uh, we're our almost enemy at times. Uh, yeah, it's just an embarrassing performance by our team. So obviously a chance next week to you know to improve on it. You have a week to think about it and right a few wrongs. Yeah, definitely. We need to pick it up now. We've shown what we we can we can do when we turn up. Uh, it's just we have to start and start well and finish well. Cheers, big thanks to us and Devil and Eto. So I'm joined by Lee Mosser. Tough defeat that. Yeah, yeah, it's gutting. Um, we had a massive focus this year on the Challenge Cup, and it's probably the most realistic one that we had. And uh, it's it's gone now, which is it's gutting. Yeah, 16-6 into that second half, things just kind of started falling apart a bit. Can you put your finger on what went what went wrong? Ourselves, our D, uh, we got complacent, we got soft, and they scored tries. Yeah. It's very simple. And now, obviously, after this defeat, chance to refocus our attention on the league and move forward there. Yeah, of course it is, but. We're not making any excuses. We want to be in that next round of the cup, and we're not. We're gutted. We're not one of them teams that we feel we can focus on the league. That's, I think that's the sort of weak mentality. We fully, we were fully focused on winning that this that cup this year, and it, it's gutting. It's gone. That's one of our main goals that we can't reach anymore. So yeah, like I say, we can focus on the league, but we're gutted. Cheers, big thanks talk to under the Devilita. So that was Josh Wood, Tyrone McCarthy, and Greg Burke talking to us after the game. Paul and all three just. Yeah, I think so. As I said, we we I think we targeted the cup, don't we? I think most teams do, don't they? In the Super League, you know, you get a decent run and a bit of luck in the Challenge Cup, and you're you're halfway to Wembley, aren't you? I mean, 
if we could have got past Warrington in the next round, you're in the semis, then it's anybody's business, isn't it? And you know, don't get me wrong, Warrington would have been a very tough, tough opposition and tough proposition to to play against. But uh, no, the players would have wanted to test themselves in those those big games, and you know, with those big games, you get you get a decent crowd, don't you? Get television money and things like that. So the club have probably felt that a bit, haven't they? You know, not being in that 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 quarter final tie. So players were really disappointed. You could tell that. I mean, Ian Watson was disappointed. I mean, I think that's the most disappointed I've seen him for a long time. He's probably got to go back to the the Lee defeat in the Challenge Cup last season where he was absolutely distraught at that distraught's the wrong word he was spitting chips at that game at Lee last year I was frightened to death of him I thought he was going to chin me but uh, no it was it was, it was was really disappointing and it's disappointing for the supporters as well it's been a long time hasn't it? to Wembley you know, 50 years now and you know, I like to have these little romances sometimes, and I thought, you know, 50 years on it would have been great to get there this this season. But obviously, like you said, we've got, we've got to move on from that now. And you know, the only thing is with a cup defeat, it's not like the league where you can put it right the week after. You've got to hold 12 months now for to be back in the Challenge Cup again. But no, we've got to move on from. It. We can't linger on because we are doing well in the league, like you said, we're sixth place in the table, so we can still uh, we can still make a. Make an assault on that sort of top top five, top six if we can, you know, stay, stay clear of injuries and keep playing well. Yeah, it's it's gonna be kind of a, an interesting thing. Obviously, coming, you know, dropping off after taking such a lead, it, it can be kind of a, a psychological thing, can't it, Paul? And you're kind of hoping that you know the, the boys have watched the video and, and they figured out what's wrong. So next time we're in that situation, we kick on and, and we win the game because obviously it's gonna it's gonna affect people if you're dropping off leads, you know, that big. Yeah, well, there was an incident. I think I'm sure we were 16-6 up when Robert Lewis kicked out on the full, and after that, it just seemed to change momentum in the game. There, then okay, I got a, got a try. I think Drinkwater scored from a set scrum, and that's that's a poor try to concede. You know, really poor. It's schoolboy stuff that you know to concede from a set scrum. You don't often see it, and you know the defence seemed to clock off. We we fell asleep there, and then that Vivi scored one down the right and touchline a bit of a speculative kick through and the defence was caught napping really he was asleep and then Danny Addy went over from dummy half that was another one these are really preventable tries really soft tries to concede and you know, I'm sure Ian Watson was really disappointed with his defence and I'm sure the team was as well because you know they, they, they'd put a decent amount of effort in to, to get that 16-6 lead. As I said before, though, I don't think we played that well in the first half, really. You know, the warning signs were there, but second half, we was totally off the pace. And you got to hand it to all okay, the young in there, they played they played played well in that second half, I thought, took the chances and uh, were deserving, very deserving winners in the end. Yeah, you spoke to Ian Watson after the game, and this is what you have to say. Coach's Corner. Right, Ian Watson joins me. 16-6 up. Yeah. Early stages of that second yeah, half. Where do you think things went wrong? Oh, mate, we weren't playing well in the first half. We weren't playing anything like how we play. Um, we just defended a lot better first half. Second half, we didn't we didn't defend well, but we didn't play well. We didn't, but the positions we got into to put in our kicks on our last plays, we weren't getting into their half in the second half. They were kind of really penning us back. And then, obviously, we're kicking out on the full. Um, and putting ourselves under pressure on our goal line and then we didn't defend it well. Do you think that kicking out on the full from Robert Lee was a turning point? It's okay, I seem to gain momentum from that. Going back to the first half though, do you think we had enough possession to post more points? We, we didn't yeah. seem to be clinical enough in that yeah. first half. I, I thought they came with a real plan that they were going to be really aggressive on us so then we've, we've just got to adapt on that and that's why we ran quite a bit of the ball in um, good ball positions um, in the first half to get a good look at kind of what they were doing in um, defensive situations and they were they, 
they'd made the decision that they were going to be really aggressive against us no matter what. Um, so when you when you do that, you've got to play some angles or you've got to play early to, to your edge if you're going to go to your edge. Um, and we didn't do that early, but then we quickly figured that out and then we started to post some points on the back end of it, but second half, we didn't get in a position to really do that. Conceding a try from a set scrum as well, that yeah. must have disappointed you. Yeah. Some of those, those, those tries, they did. I mean, I'm not a coach, but... I was thinking to myself, they looked a bit soft, some of them. And yeah. Were you disappointed with that? Because yeah. we prided ourselves on defence this season, haven't we, yeah, for large yeah. parts? No, our defence wasn't good enough. Um, first half, it was good enough. We conceded off a kick. Um, but we spoke to the individuals involved in that at half-time. We've shown a couple of boys a few little issues at half-time, defensively. But really, it was about our attack in the first half, about how, we, how they were trying to defend us in good ball and how we were coming out of our yardage. Just looking back now, does this one hurt more because obviously with a league game you've got next week with a challenge cup you've got to wait 12 months yeah now. no disappointing mate because had a chance there an opportunity to go forward and we've just ruined it mate for ourselves St Helens next week in the league we've not won there for almost 40 years so you could gain some momentum from, from that game how do you approach yeah. that game now have we... Oh, well, we've, got, we've, we've got to get back on on the horse kind of thing get back at training obviously there's been a few things said after the, the game there but Emotions were high after the game, and you, you've got to deal with them. And it's about putting them, putting them right going forward. Did you have a bit of disruption going into today's game? Because obviously Jake Bibby was in the second row. Yeah. Did when did Josh Jones pull out? Was that in the warm up or no? Captain, captain's room we found. Captain's room we found out he, he didn't really train all week anyway. But we was kind of hopeful he would come through, but he didn't come through. And then Captain's room we decided to make the change with Jake Bibby. We can see all back in there. We seen yeah. a bit more balanced. How do you think yeah. Ken went? He looked quite sharp. Didn't yeah, he, thought he, did, thought he did good, mate. To be fair, I thought for his first game back, he did what he needed to do. Um, there's obviously a little few things that obviously can improve on, but mate, for first game back, I thought, all right. Do you think it's a chance missed then today for us? Sorry? A chance missed for us today, for that Yeah, a massive opportunity missed, mate, to be fair. Thanks for speaking yeah. to us, Ian. I know you're disappointed. I'll see you next week. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Thanks, mate. So, Paul, that was Ian Watson, like you said. Furious uh, is the word you're looking for, I think, after that result. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was. I, I was a bit nervous speaking to him, really, because I didn't want to upset him. But no, it's understandable. Big chance, big chance gone, I think. Really big chance gone. And it's a shame because the, the cup grabs the imagination of the supporters, doesn't it? The more you progress, it sort of builds momentum, doesn't it? And excitement builds as well. So it's a big letdown. I felt really deflated on, on Saturday night and really miserable. And if I'd have had a cat, I'd have kicked it all the way around the house, I think. It was just one of them them defeats what it just takes you a couple of days to get over them I and I thought I'd gone past that stage I don't usually get that dis as disappointed as I used to do when I was a bit younger but because obviously your life changed doesn't it and you have priorities and things like that but on Sunday and Monday I felt really down you know thinking about that it was obviously I feel a bit better as the week because I only start looking forward to the next game but the Challenge Cup special isn't it it has it's been so long since we've, we've done really well in it I know we had the semi a few years ago but you're longing for a bit of success aren't you in that sort of Wembley trip and it felt like this year you know perhaps we was going to have that bit of luck but no it wasn't to be and uh, I feel a bit better now I'm gradually getting over it now <laughs> Time's a healer isn't it Paul you know what I mean that's, <laughs> yeah, it is. that's one thing isn't it? It's, it is disappointing it is, it is a, you know Challenge Cup is, is the big is the big trophy and you know that's the one we you know we, we really crave because you know that's the romance of the Cup and you know, a team like ours, you know, getting to Wembley would be a huge achievement. Um, but you know, to you know to throw it away another year, you know, it is disappointing. But you know, this team is a good side, and you know, it has the ability and and you know the you know the, the passion you'd hope to you know to kick on from this you know defeat uh, and and you know create a, another memory because obviously we got to the Challenge Cup a couple of years ago, didn't we, Paul? And we we finished in the playoffs, and I think 
you know, this team is better than that one that did start in the playoffs. Um, so, you know, I think it's an option. If Ian Watson's men can sit together and, and kind of like, you know, get rid of the old uh, negative, uh, you know, thoughts, because that will creep in, because obviously with the talk about people leaving and, you know, link, people being linked and stuff like that, it does affect people and it does affect players, doesn't it? So I suppose it's all about Ian Watson and Ian Blee's kind of protecting the players as much as they can uh, and keeping them focused on the on the match. Yeah, that's what that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about now. You know, keeping people focused, and you know they'll have targets for next season, won't they? And we'll be looking at players, and that, that's the way the game goes now, doesn't it? With this, you know, the first of May, I think it is where you can start checking players out, and um, that, that's the way things go. It's the way of the sport. So, you know, there, there will be players moving on. Let's be honest about it. We're not going to beat around the bush, are we? And, and kid ourselves and bury our heads in the sand and say, oh no, all these players are staying. They won't be all staying. The players will move on at the end of the season. I, I'm sure of that. And for a club in our situation, it's not a wash with money. It's hard to, to hang on to your better players. And uh, let's just hope we can hang on to, to a few of them and, and, and build around that. But there's no doubt about it. Ian Watson's probably going to have to do a, a rebuilding job again by the, by the sound of things. And I don't believe everything that I read in the press, but... Sometimes it, it it's true, isn't it? There's no smoke without fire, as they say. So uh, we probably are going to have to do some wheeling and dealing and things like that. And that's that's another thing that I felt was disappointing, really, with the cup because it felt like this side we we put together and maybe this side won't be here. Like you said, one of the best sides we've had for a while. Perhaps it won't be together next year. Perhaps we won't have this this team next year. So I don't know. It just felt disappointing to me, but. I just hope Watto can keep the keep the lads together, keep them all grounded, and like we said before, the team spirit in this team's been been top notch really. And let's hope we can keep that together and uh, and keep battling for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think you talk about being a club that kind of wheels and deals. It's not it's not we're not a club. I don't think that we used to be a club that wheels and deals, and we didn't really get too many good deals. Now we're a club that gives people chances, and I think that's the difference because players want to come to play Super League level and want to prove themselves, and we give. The players uh, a stage to do that, and they'll come and they'll do you know two or three years of of, you know, of good service. And if they think they you know deserve a better contract or, or you know want to play for a bigger club, and we can't you know match that, that's just the the way it is. But we are we are a club in transition, and one day we will get to that where players won't move because you know we've, we've got more money or obviously we've got a better chance. And, you know, of winning somewhere else. Um, it's just a matter of, of getting to that point. I think we have, I think we have, you know, we are on the way there. Um, but like I said before, we are, we are a, a club that gives people chances and, and that's our, our main strength at the moment. I don't think we can sort of compete money-wise, can we, with the, the big guns? You look at that, so Warrington, Leeds, Wigan, St. Helens, these sort of sizes and hold to a certain extent, they seem to have... A lot more sort of financial clout than than what we've got in the sport. So I suppose when those those teams come back in, um, it's like anything. Players are players. It's a short career, isn't it, for players? And they, they're going to go where. I'm not saying they all go where the money is, and that I'm not. I don't want people to think I'm I'm calling players mercenaries because I'm not. But that's just the the way of sport. It's the same in all all sports. Players will go where the ambitions are, and they, they want to win trophies and things like that. So you know, obviously. It's difficult to solve it at the moment because we we've not got like a, a major backer or anybody like that, and finances are tight and contracts are tight, and you know I'm being honest here now. I mean, I'm, I'm not stringing people along. We we all know that, don't we? All the supporters know that it's, times are tough and we've got the squad building and things like that. But it's very difficult to compete with 
these sort of I don't what do you, what do I call them powerhouse clubs really? Because I suppose they are, aren't they? You look at the crowds that they're getting, and the the money that the, the turnover of money that these other clubs get. It's hard for us to compete with them. So hopefully one day we, we will be able to. But at the moment it's a bit of a struggle for us, isn't it? Yeah, I, I suppose that's what we wanted to be. Though we wanted to be a community club, and you know we, we did have a big owner, and, and we decided that wasn't you know what we wanted, and he decided we didn't we didn't really want it either. So you know this is where we are, and, and I think we're doing a fantastic sort of job. Uh, you know what, what what we are um, it's a slow build I don't I don't think it's you know uh, the finished product yet Paul but we're on the way and I, and I think all it needs is time and I'm hoping that the club kind of give themselves that time to, to grow into 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 a proper big community club I think the club has to do their own uh, bit of uh, work as well by reaching outside the bubble and you know trying to interact with people who are you know outside our rugby league community because you know, I think the club really do a good job servicing our sort of bubble and, and the rugby league community that we have. Um, but I just don't think that community is big enough to, to, to sort of run the club in a way. So it's for the club to reach out and, and drag people in uh, to that community, which they are doing. Now. So we've got, you know, I've seen pictures on the internet of, of us, uh, you know, of um, posters in bars in town and, you know, posters, you know, in, in you know, advertising games and things like that. So, they, you know, the you can see people's efforts are, you know are being rewarded because you know our uh, our you know space uh, is growing and that and that's the important thing for me yeah it's difficult though Robert it is very difficult and we we could talk about this all night about the, the area where our, our team is there's so much going on and you're fighting for every single support you can get aren't you and um, you know you Sometimes I don't think the the, the interest is is there for us all, but I, I don't. I wish it was, and I wish more people had come, and wish more people were interested, in, and hopefully they will be. But at the moment, I don't think there is. We're struggling, aren't we, really, for, for attendance, isn't it? And it, it really hurts me to to see it, you know. But we've just got to keep plodding on. Like you said, we are a community club now, and that's that's not our fault, you know, Mister Kukash decided he wanted to go and I saw some stuff this week about people saying he pushed him out we, I think it's a load of rubbish that you know he went and, and did his own thing he's still there every now and again we see him there and I don't know what involvement he has I don't know but we can only do what we can do can't we the supporters continue to put their money in and, and help out and, and that's just the way it goes and we've just got to do our best haven't we and if that money runs out or whatever it runs out doesn't it but you can only do your best week by week can't you and, and, and just keep plodding on and that's that's what we're doing at the moment but it's, it's worrying I sometimes worry and think you know is, is money going to run out or, or whatever I do think about these things and I'd feel a lot more stable there if we did have somebody with you know all the other clubs seem to have like a benefactor don't they or someone who can prop them up and things like that we seem to be to be fighting fighting on our own really don't we and uh, that's going to be a struggle, but no fair play to to the club and, and and all those guys who were there helping and the supporters. We're all doing our bit, aren't we? And um, like I said before, we punched above our weight this season with the smallest squad in the in the league, and we're sort of uh, six in the table, aren't we? So we're we're doing something right, and let's just hope we can keep going and keep fighting. And I'm sure things will, will turn for us. Yeah, and I think I think as a club we are better than we are better than we were 18 months ago. I think we're we're, we're much more. You know, driven. I think we've, you know we've got more ideas, we've got more energy. You know, the fans are, are behind us, behind it. You know, it, it, it it's a club moving in the right direction for me. And obviously, if if I did, if say you know a potential investor did come in, uh, who 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 had a look at Salford, they'd be looking at a better club than it was eighteen months ago. Yeah, yeah, well, we were in a bit of um, 
bit of no man's land, really, wasn't we? And things have changed and that. But it is all down to money, Rob. The, the, the way sport and the way society and the way the world works, now everything is down to money, isn't it? You look at football, the, the big teams sort of have the monopoly of things. And if you've not got that that sort of money and that, that financial clout, you, you get left behind, don't you? So uh, it's sad. It is sad that the way things are. But, you know, we've just got to just got to keep going haven't we and yeah we, we're probably going to need somebody to invest some money aren't we sooner rather than later because if we don't you know Super League he's going to move on isn't it teams are going to move on and you're going to get left behind you've got Toronto banging on the door now haven't you for promotion and they seem to have loads of money behind them as well so I I, I do fear for us you know the, the future and what that holds for us I do and I don't because if future I don't I, I don't I'm not one of those people who thinks life begins and ends at Super League you know Super League's not the be-all and end-all. You, you know, as long as you've got your club to support, I think that's the main thing. But we're in there at the moment. We're in there on merit. We're punching above our weight. And let's just see where we can go. Yeah. Anyway, back to the whole Kingston Rovers game, Paul. Uh, we're digressing yeah. again, aren't we? Everyone, <laughs> 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 three-word match reports and man of the matches. Um, Colin Reynolds, awful second half. His man of the match was Joey Lusick. Uh, Richard Martin, uh, players, head turned. Uh, his man of the match was uh, Dr. Devil. And uh, Alan... Arbury complete sets um, and his man of the match was uh, Lee Mossop. So, yeah, disappointing. Things Not many there, was there? No, no I think everyone was quite disappointed really with it. I didn't, um, I didn't only, I only, I only tweeted it once. Really, I had to right. do it two or three times. But everyone Who was, was your man of match? Weren't they? Hey, everyone was a bit Who? flat, weren't they, on, on, uh, on Saturday after the defeat. So. Who was your man of the match, Rob? Who was my man of the match? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my man of the match. Probably say, like I said, probably say Lusick. I think he's, he's you know, he's, he's really turning to a bit of a star for us uh, in that hooking, hooking role. And it's so important because, obviously, the hooking role is under a mile an hour all the time and it kind of dictates the pace you, you, you attack at as well. And he's got that ability, I think, to kind of scoot from, from dummy half. It causes teams all kinds of problems, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah, he has that in his locker. Um, I think he was very good on uh, on Saturday. How about you? Well, I thought I thought we dropped off a bit when when Lusick went off. I'm not having a go at Josh Wood, but Josh came on for for Joey Lusick. I can't remember what minute it was, and we seemed to uh, we seemed to drop off the pace a bit then. So um, so yeah, my I think probably more for Jackson Easton's. I thought Easton's was really good. I thought he he worked really hard, and I thought he did a lot of work that he didn't. He should have to, to do really. He was doing a lot of tackling and a lot of defending, and you know he wears his heart on his sleeve and he, he grafted. But as you say, Joey Lussick was was good as well. Yeah, I, th- I think the likes of Hastings and Lussick kind of take us to that next level, don't they? You know, because of, because of that because of that good in in pressure moments. And I suppose with Jackson Hastings, it's kind of like he he's that he feels like he's that good, and he and he knows he's got the ability. He'll try and do everything to try and get us over the line. Sometimes. You know, other players need to need to do as much to so he gets the uh, you know a bit of space to, to work the magic and yeah you know it, it is a, a learning curve for both us and him because obviously you know both need to react together. The team needs to play for Jackson Aces like the Jackson Aces needs to play for the team. It, it's kind of a you know a mix match really of uh, of where we need to go. Yeah, certainly. I, I think he does. I think sometimes he works too hard and he tries too hard, and you can see the frustration on his on his face. You know, he's a class player. And you have to feel sorry for him sometimes because he's trying things and you know things aren't coming off. Perhaps some of the 
I don't want to be harsh on the other players, but perhaps they're sometimes a bit of a, a step behind him, perhaps in thought and, and, and play. So he, he works his socks off. You can't you can't question him whatsoever. And uh, no, it was disappointing. It was a disappointing result. But I, I think you know him and Lusick did well. And there, was, there was some players that played well, but some players let us down on, on Saturday. And let us hope what can put things right because tough test this Friday. Yeah, chance to bounce back. That's the that's the thing, Paul. Because you know seasons past where you know we get knocked out of cups and are we you know players you know get rumored to leave and you know our season kind of spins out of control on it and it, it's kind of a we need to stop that spin now because obviously we, we've been there before we've seen how it how it plays out so I think it's important what I want you know the players and the coaching staff kind of like you know try and keep the players minds focused on on what's the club well, I think I think it's up to the players as well, Robert. I'm not so much what I think the players, are professional players, they're getting paid, you know, good money to play play for Salford. They're on good contracts. They've got a good lifestyle, and they owe to the supporters this season who are paying their wages. Especially, you know, with us, with a squad, people are putting a lot of their own hard-earned cash in, and you know, really supporting these lads. And that's up to them to to repay it. Now, I mean, if you're going and leaving and going somewhere else next season, yeah, that's all well and good. But that's in 2020. You've got a job to do. For 2019, just as the way me and you have with our jobs, I mean, say we were leaving, going somewhere else, you wouldn't not put 100% into the job that you're doing now. So, I, I find that hard to, to to comprehend sometimes when, when people say that because you should do your best for those supporters. Those supporters are putting sort of bread on the table in your house, aren't they? You know, it means everything to them. You know, some of those the, the kids and the youngsters that look up to you, and you you should be doing the, the best for them. And, and I'd like to think that those players that we've got can can look themselves in the mirror and say, well, I'm doing that every week. I'm putting 100 percent in and, uh, for for Salford Rugby League Club because that's what you're getting paid to do. Yeah, that, that's it, Paul. That's all. Players only know themselves, don't they? If if they if they're doing all they can, you know, us, us fans have opinions, don't we? And we, you know, watch players and you think to yourself, "Well, oh, he could have got in there, or, or he could have caught that," or, but we we don't know, do we? Or, or we can go off with what we see. It's all in the players' heads, end of the day. If they they think they're doing what they can do, then and leaving nothing else in the tank, then that's the way it is, isn't it? Yeah, so we can ask of them, Rob. Yeah, definitely. So that's all the uh, the. Uh, Look back at the Hawkington Rovers defeat. Next up on the Devil of Detail, what we'll do, Paul, we'll look at all the big news coming out of Salford Devils this week. Devil in so, Salford Devils news, Paul, lots going on this week, to be fair. Uh, let's start with the uh, fans meeting that's taking place at the AJ Bell Stadium tomorrow, uh, the 16th of May. Uh, it's at 6.30 in the museum. And the meeting's designed for fans who want to help the club grow uh, and become, basically, you know, help, help the club, you know, get a firmer footing financially, basically. That's, that's the up and down of it. Uh, I think it's really important. If, obviously, if you've got a spare capacity and you want to help the club, um, get yourselves down to the meeting because I think, like you said, it's up to us fans to do our bit. Yeah, I think, I think the supporters are, Rob. I think supporters are doing, you know, above and beyond, I, I think. I mean, if you ask most supporters at other clubs, they probably just roll up every Sunday or Friday and go and watch the team, don't they? And then don't don't worry about it. But at Salford, you have to do do quite a bit more, don't you? And sometimes I think they do expect a, a lot of us. And uh, I think we return it. I think we do really well. I think the fans get behind them and go above and beyond. And uh, I'm sure the fans who are going down to that meeting, I'm hoping to try and get them myself tomorrow night. I'm sure they'll come up with plenty of ideas and uh, 
you know, these these meetings are always really good and really positive. So, yeah, get yourself to that if you can. I mean, we're recording this Wednesday night, aren't we? So when you're listening to this, it might be Thursday. So it'll be today, won't it? So uh, Thursday the 16th. Yeah, I think it's really important. Obviously, if you've got the, the you know ability to get down there, Paul, even if fans, some fans might have a lot of capacity and be able to organise fundraising events or, or race nights. Other fans who have you know families and, and jobs might just be able to do a, a you know a, a football card, you know, and drop it around the family and the friends. You know, every little bit helps. It doesn't matter whether you got lots of money or, or just a little bit. Just do your bit, and, that, and that's all that matters, isn't it, Paul? You know, we do the the sport zone on the Salford City Radio. You know, I I feel that's doing you know my part in this because obviously I get the chance to broadcast to you know two hundred fifty thousand people, um, you know, every week and talk about Salford Devils, and you know, it's only a little bit. But you know it's it's good enough I think you know for what I can what I can you know spare. Uh, I wish I'd be able to do more, but unfortunately I can't. So hopefully it'll be enough and we'll be able to uh, grow and grow. Yeah, you've just got to do your best, haven't you? And uh, like I said, the supporters are good. We've got some real loyal ones, haven't we? And uh, people who who do they go above and beyond and work the socks off, don't they? The volunteers and the supporters trust, the foundation, you name it. They all they all get behind the behind the club and. And yeah, I'm sure it'll be a great meeting on Thursday night and we'll get some good ideas. And the ones we, we do get, hopefully someone will take some minutes of the meeting so people who are not there will be able to uh, we'll be able to get like a summary of them on, on our Facebook page, won't we? And we'll be able to talk about it next week on the podcast anyway and what people have come up with. Yeah, the club are asking you if you, if you do go um, to email them at inquiries at net. Just so they have numbers, I suppose, so you know, have a rough idea about how many people are going to turn up. Um, it might be like one of them. Remember that uh, meeting we had at the uh, in what was the church on the on 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 the uh, in the top on the height. Remember when when we were uh, looking down the barrel with uh, with John Wilkes. Yeah. There were a lot of people there that day, weren't there? Um, yeah. So that that was a, a big meeting. So could be as important. Really, I suppose it's more of a positive meeting because it's like you know how, how how do we grow the club and how do we you know improve our situation rather than you know we're, we're going under. We need help. Um, so you're hoping it's kind of a different, you know, different mentality, a different positive, uh, you know, messages coming out of that. But we'll have to wait and see, won't we, Paul? Hopefully uh, there'll be lots going on and uh, we'll get to know what's going what's going down, especially if you're going. Yeah, certainly. And I think it's good when supporters get together. You know, we all get together in a room and we share our ideas because we're all going there for the love of the, the club and, and to help out. And, you know, we... We'd do anything, won't we, to to help them? You know, there's some some good loyal people, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. I'll do my best to get there. I've got a bit on at the moment, but uh, I'm sure I'll be able to get there. Hopefully, anyway. Yeah. Other bits of news. Uh, Magic weekend, Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. We've sold our allocation of tickets. We've actually got some more tickets uh, for the Magic weekend. Uh, do we know how many we've sold? I don't have the numbers, but I'm the, basically the Twitter said we've sold our allocation. So that our allocation is which is probably quite a lot compared to, you know, what we normally sell. Because I don't think we've ever sold our allocation out before, if I remember. I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm not sure. It's a good start, though, isn't it? So yeah. You've got to start somewhere, haven't you? And this is it. It doesn't matter whether the allocation's 50 or 5,000, does it? If you've sold them, you've done well, and if you need some more, the more we can sell, the better, because it's going to be a good day. Really is, and I've I've seen some really negative stuff from from sort of Saints, Witness, Wigan supporters saying, oh, they're not going and all that. I mean, Anfield's down the road for them. You think they'd be be absolutely selling out and, and going? It should be a should be a great day. Festival rugby league. You get to watch three matches, three decent matches as well. You know, uh, the the way the clubs have been pitted against each other. You know, I think they've gone off off league positions, haven't they, from last season? So uh, 
it's not like it was a few years ago where there were derby games. It's, it goes, I'm sure it goes off the league position, but there's some tasty matches there. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to stay all day because I'm supposed to go on a holiday afterwards. So you know, I might just be staying for the Salford game, but it, it promises to be a, be a really good day, really exciting day. Yeah, and they fired up the, the Magic Weekend ticket deal as well, 50% off. Uh, that now runs till the 19th of May, uh, Paul. Um, hopefully more people will get involved uh, and our allocation will grow and grow. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. And um, I know the, the shirts have, have looked really good. I've got mine at the this stadium. I got an email from the other day saying it's ready to be collected. So I'm going to go down and get that one out when I get a minute. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. I'm looking forward to, to seeing that because it, it looks good. It's not my sort of favourite colour, but... <laughs> I wouldn't have minded a red one, but you know, it looks good and it's it's exciting. I think it's an exciting time of the year, the Magic Weekend. It really is. It's, it's to play. You're playing on a big stage, aren't you? And uh, you know, for a, for a club like us who doesn't get to grand finals in, in Wembley, you know, we've not been to any finals for a long time. It's it's nice to play at the, the big stadium in front of you know a decent crowd and that decent sort of carnival atmosphere. So I know I'm really excited for it, and I've never been to Liverpool like I said last week and the week before. So I'm looking forward to to going to to Anfield. Yeah, and the best bit is a five pound of every ticket um, goes to the heart goes on heart monitors uh, at yeah. Salford uh, at the Hope, not that at the Hope, but Salford Hope uh, Royal Hospital. Salford Royal, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's a good thing as well because doing the bit uh, for the community, you know, giving giving back, which is which is great. Yeah, of course, isn't it? I think it's important that we. Um... We sort of work with um, community things like that, especially Salford Royal. I mean, how many people work at Salford Royal? It's a massive place. I mean, I've been there quite a lot recently. I mean, my dad has a bit of back trouble and I don't normally go with him. We have a bit of a day out together to Salford Royal and go for a coffee somewhere. So we've been there quite a lot recently the last few years. And I always think that I'm amazed when, when I go at how big the place is. You can easily get lost in there. There must be an awful lot of staff who work there. And if we can sort of get a bit of advertising and they get a bit of a presence in there and work along with side the NHS and that with things like this it, it helps to grow our name in the community doesn't it and, uh, and gets us involved so uh, I think it's a great cause that and you know raising money for heart monitors you know they're really important those those things you're saving lives and that so uh, no great cause and uh, oh, that's really good yeah it's fantastic and you know hopefully more people will buy the shirts and they'll, and they'll get you know a bigger uh, cut uh, next bit of news, Paul. Uh, new signing alert. New signing. Uh, Pauly Pauly. You've uh, been waiting for this one, haven't you? I have. <laughs> <laughs> Pauly Pauly uh, signs on a one-month uh, deal with Junior Sal going to Wakefield, going the other way. Um, what do you make of that? Pauly Pauly comes in, Junior Sal goes out. Um, yeah, I got a sniff of this the other night and I thought, oh, where's this rumour come from? And then it got announced and... Um, it, 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 it seemed to make sense to me because Junior's a, he's a very very firm fan's favourite song but he's not played much I don't think he's played since before I think he played once the other week didn't he you know, run it against Hornet so I can't remember now he played a game a few weeks ago and um, but he's not played played much at all this season for, for a while so um, since the Catalan game really sort of fell out of favour and JPB came back in and played really well so he's not been getting game time so you can understand it. he's not really been in the squad has he he's not been making the 17 so and with us being a bit light on forwards especially with Turgut leaving that's left us a man down really now so um, we are light in, in the second row I think particularly anyway I think we was light in the second row at the start of the season so it's a it's a fit for both sides really it's only a month so you know, he could be back in the Salford team in a month's time. So it could work for both teams. I mean, 
I've not seen much of that Paulie Paulie. I know he scored against us a few weeks ago when we played at Bellevue, and he looked absolutely huge because I was stood on the side stand where he um, it's like a ball movement to come across, and he sort of powered onto it and scored. He's a big bloke. I think he's about six foot five, eighteen and a half stone, so he's massive. So uh, his fitness with him, though, I noticed. I've been doing a bit of reading on him. And he's not played much, much minutes recently. He's been doing sort of ten minutes a match here and there. So if that's one thing that will improve on him coming to Salford, I don't think Ian Watson and you know, the, the, the staff at Salford, uh, Greg Brown, the, the conditioner, will, will stand for that. We want to get more minutes out of him. And if anybody can get him in shape, it's it's, it's us. You know, the, the coaches at Salford don't sort of put up with unfit players, do we? Everybody at Salford looks in the best shape. I think they've ever looked in. If you look at, like, say, Gil Dudson and Greg Burke, when they come over from Widnes, they, they've got into fantastic shape. So uh, we'll have to see how he goes. But I'm looking forward to seeing him. He's a, he's a big man, really big man. Yeah, I think if we can get him fit, Paul, he could be our next Murdoch Masala. You know, coming off short balls, the size of him, he's running deep. Running out wide. Yeah, running out wide. We've missed that. We've not really we've not really got that tool in our shed now, ever since mm. Masilla went. Um, it, it's, a, it's a good tool to have in your armour, isn't it? Armour is the, the word I was looking for, for then, not shed. <laughs> Sorry about that. But but you know what I mean, don't you? That, that sort of wide runner, because that's what Masilla was, and that's where he got a lot of his tries from as well. So, uh, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. It'll be interesting to see how he goes, and he's in the squad for this, this weekend's game as well. Yeah, obviously, you know, another player who wants an opportunity and he's, and he's taking it at Salford and, you know, Paulie Paulie's, you know, been looking at us thinking, you know, if I put a decent, you know, show in here in the next sort of like six weeks, you know, it could give me a contract for next year because obviously Wakefield have, have obviously told him that, you know, he's not, they're not part of his plans and that's why, you know, he's come to Salford unless... It's more of a get fit at Salford and come back. We don't know that, do we? No, we don't know. No, I mean, I don't know where what contract he's got at Wakefield I've, I've not done my research I should have done really I should have had a look because I don't know whether he's under contract for, for next year. season he signed a one so contract it said. ah so his contract will run out at the end of this season well it'll be out of contract yeah. so, so he's he's in the shop window as well then isn't he for, for a club and he's only a youngster I think he's only about 24 as well isn't he? so he's not an old player so he'll be looking you know for for, for size to, uh, to to sign him up for next season obviously junior Sal He's not getting any younger, is he? And I don't know whether he features in Salford's plans and Watson's plans. I'm not sure. I think he's out of contract, Sal, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm sure he he's wants to impress, doesn't he? And, and make sure he's in, he's featuring with a club next season, whether that be Salford or Wakefield or whoever. So, so yeah, I, I'm pretty sure both players are going to really put 100% in now and um, try and prove the coaches that they're, they're worth being picked. Yeah, I think, obviously, Junior Sal fans' favourite, you know, had some memorable moments in, in a Salford shirt. And, you know, I wish him all the best at Wakefield. You know, if it's more than a month, I think he's done his a fantastic stint at Salford. Um, but obviously, just sort of looking at our, you know, strength and depth in the, in the centre role. You know, Chris Wellen, um, Christian Inu, um, Ed Chamberlain, Jake Vivet. You know, there's, there's bodies there, isn't there? We've got, you know, a lot of, 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 uh, of centres. Um, so I suppose, you know, if he, if he feels like he needs the game time and Wakefield have a spare spot then fair play to yeah well Ed Chamberlain's injured at the moment isn't he so we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait for, for Chamberlain to come back but it, it is strange when loaning players out when you've, you've got a very paper thin squad like we've got but Ian Watson must feel we need another forward in there you know we, we, we're, we're in need of a forward so uh, so we've got to back his judgement on that and, 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 and go with it now and let's hope Paulie Paulie comes in Let's hope he's not poorly, poorly, Rob, and he comes <laughs> in and he does a good job. I've been dying to say that. I know. Was that I remember that, at Wakefield. that. That tickled me at Wakefield last season when he said yeah. that. 
yeah, it was a good day that wasn't it a good day and they didn't use it it was cold it, it was absolutely freezing wasn't it yeah yeah but one of them things hopefully he won't be poorly poorly and he'll, he'll be fit and ready and scoring loads of tries for us in the uh, in the weeks and months to come uh, other bits of news actually we just touched on it Jansen Turgut's contract was, contract was terminated uh, from the club uh, by the club sorry uh, through following an internal investigation we don't know what, what happened do we the club have declined to comment any further um, disappointing for him because um, obviously he looked, he looked the part didn't he for, for a while um, and obviously we've had to move for Paulie Paulie now to, to replace him there's been some some stories, some journalists have put some stories out, haven't they, about it now. And I'm not going to go into detail about what they've said because I don't want to get myself into trouble because you know what things are like these days. But um, I don't know whether they've, they've confirmed it, but I did read a few things. In, in I think it was in the, it might have been in the League Express actually. So that's quite a quite a decent journalist who write in there. But you know if what he's done is true, and I'm you know they, they must have come to some sort of agreement. But it's just silly, isn't it? You know. I don't really want to like comment on things like that, but you know you're getting paid a lot of money really for for doing a job at a club, a professional rugby league player. You've got to you've got to behave yourself, haven't you, and and, and do things right. And with with Jansen as well, I mean, I think he left Hull under a bit of a cloud, didn't he? And he's sort of been given a chance at Salford, and you think he'd he'd embrace that with with both arms, wouldn't you? And when players do silly things, I mean, it, it makes you makes you wonder, doesn't it? They're very privileged, I think, rugby league players. They work hard. Don't get me wrong. And, put the bodies on the line every week but you're not doing a nine to five job in a warehouse are you you're a professional sportsman and you're privileged aren't you to have that to have that lifestyle you know you're not working 12 hour days are you you know you're training and looking after yourself obviously and sacrificing but I know what I'd rather do I'd rather be a professional athlete than, than do the job I'm doing so I think they take it for granted sometimes and you know in a way I hope Jansen sorts himself out because he's a young lad and only 23 or so so Hopefully he stays in the, the game and, and, and sorts whatever problems he's got out and, and gets another club. Because, you know, you don't want to lose people to the sport. Yeah, it, it does say in the report that he is free to, to, to find another club somewhere else. So, you know, he's a good player. You know, other clubs will be, you know, you know looking around him and thinking, you know, let's give him another opportunity. And, you know, it just won't be for us. That's the, that's the bottom line. Well, yeah, and players have had opportunities before, haven't they? Only, like, like Zach Hardacre, I mean, how many chances has he had at clubs and he's been into trouble and things like that? And I don't know, they, they don't seem to help themselves sometimes, some players, but you, you, I find it hard to comment because you don't know the circumstances. I don't know him from Adam, I, I don't know him personally, so I don't know Zach Hardacre personally. You don't know what goes on in their personal lives. And we said it last week, didn't we, about players, they're not Sabutio players who you put in a box when you're done with them. They have got lives and girlfriends and wives and kids and emotions and problems and, and you don't know what goes on do you? And I don't think sometimes we don't see the bigger picture people just comment and say oh Jansen Turgut's done this he's, he's stupid he's done that but you don't know what's gone on do you because you don't know the, the story I'm not, I'm not making excuses for people I'm just saying sometimes you've just got to look at things a bit more sensibly I suppose but uh, but no it, it is what it is for want of a better word yeah um, so all the news Paul uh, good news well this is good news uh, Salford, it's about time. <laughs> That's some good news. So, Red Devils uh, Foundation were the EX Foundation Awards, um, and they, they were obviously you know part of that. Um, the EX Foundation Awards um, give young people uh, a chance, a great start for the working lives, and Salford Red Devils Foundation are sort of part of that uh, sort of um, circle. And I think they do a great job, and in being involved in this uh, awards uh, evening uh, is only going to benefit them and the club. Certainly, they do a great job, don't they? The foundation of 
a lot of hard work goes into that with the, with the volunteers and, and the staff there that, that get involved and um, know that, that, that that's really good news and nice to get a bit, a bit of good news on our our news on the podcast because sometimes it can be a bit negative, can't it? So uh, that's that is definitely a good news story. So well done. Yeah, I think they, they do a fantastic job, and you know we we want to be a community club, and they're going to have to be the kind of the driving force behind that because they're in the community every every day, aren't they? Dealing with people and 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 you know being them in, them involved more is only going to benefit I think the club and us moving forward certainly will mate certainly will that's the main thing with being a community club having, having the foundation there working with children and schools and, and, and works and, and things like that you know um, and getting people involved in the sport who, who wouldn't normally get involved it's how you grow the club I think the foundation play a massive part in that and I've done over the over a long period of time now, and you know, long may that continue. And hats off to the to the guys and volunteers that that make it all happen, that, that, that drive it forward because it's a terrific vehicle to have to have part of the club. Yeah, uh, obviously, the last bit of news. Looking at this, uh, Paul, um, you can still get uh, photos which uh, Steve McCormack, McCormack has uh, has taken um, through the Allegiance uh, Limited, uh, now signed by players. Well, there's a nice one uh, of Adam Walker. Celebrating his try against Leeds, um, you know he does a fantastic job, Steve. And he takes fantastic pictures. And to get a signed photo, you know, with Father's Day coming up, it could be a, it could be an option uh, for people who are listening and thinking, what can I what can I get me that? Yes, certainly. Yes, yeah, that's a good idea. That yeah, never thought of that. Um, that. That photograph of Adam Walker, yeah, I've seen that, and Adam's become um, one of my sort of favourite players now at Solvent. I'm a big Nile Levels fan, a big Daniel Murray fan, but Adam Walker's slowly because I've spoke to him a few times now, and I like the way he plays. I think he's he's becoming one of my favourites now. He's a real character, real real character. So uh, I've been particularly impressed with him. But yeah, that that photograph, that particular one you're talking about, that try celebration against Leeds, that. Um, that, that, that's a, a great fault and a real a real good image for Salford Red Devils. That. To be honest, there's lots of different pictures to choose from. Steve, you know, is a bit of a wizard when it comes to, to taking photos, Paul, so there's lots of different choices. I suppose that's one of them, uh, but there's the, the one in Catalan where, you know, uh, you've got Louis and Lusik um, and who else in that, in that group shot with a crowd behind him as well. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, that was a good photo, that. Yeah, there is, you know, loads really to choose from. Uh, I think one of the yeah. best photos he's taken, um, it might have been, was it this season? I think I think it was this season, um, was a photograph at Hulkingston Rovers um, of Daniel Murray. I think when, I don't think Daniel has scored, but I think he was celebrating a try, and it was like real passion there from from Daniel Murray. So that was one of the one of the good ones I liked as well. Yeah, I'll tell you what, my, well I've got two. I've got um, Gibby kind of diving over in the corner last year. Um, was it Huddersfield away? And he's kind of like, kind of diving to the corner. And the Huddersfield man's just missed him. And he's kind of like reaching and putting it, putting the ball over the line. That's, that's an amazing picture. And also there's one where, I think it's Junior Sal and Jones are playing. We're playing London at home. And Jones is offloading it to Sal. And you've got Sal and two London players kind of like all looking at the ball. And the ball's kind of like, you know, grifting. You know, in, in the air towards the uh, towards and that's an that's an amazing photo as well. Um, I like to use it when I can, <laughs> just for no reason, just to put it on there because I like it. So, uh, yeah, he does he does have unbelievable skills. So, if anyone wants a, a Father's Day present, I think it's well worth a, a purchase. Give me an idea there now. <laughs> put that down. Write that down. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's all, all the news coming out of Salford Devils this week. Uh, let's look at the amateur report uh, with Paul Whiteside. 
Right, well, here is this week's Devil in a Detail amateur report. We'll start off this week as we usually do with the National Conference Leagues. They got underway with their action on Friday night, the 10th of May. Saddleworth Rangers were beaten in Division 1 away to Stanningley by 30 points to 22. In the Premier Division, Rochdale Mayfield were beaten at home on Saturday. They lost 46 points to 22 against Siddle. Disappointing result that for, for Mayfield. They've won one from their opening six games. Siddle, meanwhile, have won four and lost three. So they're in the mid-table at the moment. So a disappointing result for Rochdale Mayfield on Saturday. In Division 2... Sorry, Division 3, our, the rest of our local sides were involved. Gateshead Storm beat Salford City Roosters by 68 points to 6. I'll talk about that one in a second. Just give you the other scores. Waterhead Warriors 34, Drillington 12 and Wollstone Rovers 36, Oldham St Anne's 14. The Salford City Roosters game at Gateshead Storm, that was uh, that was quite a match that I believe. It was quite a bad tempered game. I'll just talk you through the, the details I've got on that. Gateshead had lost 82-6 seven days earlier at Wollstone. They recovered in style this weekend to win. A 16-man Salford side in in that squad. Salford City Roosters were 13-0 down before Richard Openshaw was sent off on 35 minutes. Jed Charlton of Gateshead, Mark Thomas of Salford were both dismissed on the hour mark. And Mark Gilligan was also yellow-carded in that incident. Thomas, together with Storms, Dave Cash had already been simbing in the second minute of the match. So a real bad-tempered bad game there with the referee showing all sorts of cards in that one. But a disappointing result in the end. The tries... Coming from the Roosters, it was George Kemp who scored the try and Andrew Muscat kicked the goal. So defeat this week for Salford City Roosters. The fixtures for this weekend coming up. Saddleworth Rangers in action on Friday again in Division 1. They play York Ake on Friday night at home. In the Premier Division on Saturday the 18th, Rochdale Mayfield are away at Wathbrow Hornets. The Division 3 games on Saturday are Batley Boys against Waterhead Warriors, Oldham St Anne's against Hensingham and Salford City Roosters are at home to Heworth. We're well, moving on to Women's Rugby League in the Super League. This weekend just gone Wakefield Trinity 8, Featherstone Rovers 40, Wigan Warriors 4, Leeds Rhinos 12, York City Knights 4, Bradford Bulls 40 and in the Championship Huddersfield 4, Barrow 26, Lee Minor Rangers Sorry, Lee Minor Rangers Ladies 20, Stanley 16, Alton Redettes 0, Warrington Wolves 78 and Widnes Vikings 14, Hull FC 8. In the League 1 it was Hull KR 12, Halifax 14, Keithley Albion 46, Cutsight 30, Rochdale Hornets Ladies 28, Whitley Bay Barbarians 26 and the West Leeds Eagles 52, Wigan St. Patrick's 10. The fixtures for this weekend, it's a representative fixture on Sunday the 19th of May, it's a Bloomfield Road Blackpool, it's a curtain raiser for the Summer Bash weekend and it's Lancashire against Yorkshire. There was plenty of action in the North West Men's League this weekend just gone. We'll start off with Division 1. Oldham St Anne's beat Folly Lane 39 points to 24. Oldham St Anne's A 39, Folly Lane 24. In Division 2, Lee Minor Rangers A 44, West Horton Lions 12. Berry Broncos 17, Charlie Panthers 30. Pilkington Rex A 10, Langworthy Reds 32. In Division 4, Runcorn 18, Caddy Z Rhinos 32. Saddleworth Rangers A 28, South Ribble Rabbitohs 0. In Division 5, Salford City Roosters A 6, Gold Auburn Parkside 38, Bolton Mets 24, Wigan Springview A32 and Blackpool Stanley 40, Ryland Sharks 14. The fixtures for this Saturday the 18th of May, Premier Division Rochdale Mayfield A play the West Bank Bears, Division 1 Folly Lane are at home to Latchford Albion, Division 2 Hindpool Tigers against Berry Broncos, Langworthy Reds are at home to Charlie Panthers, Wigan St Jude's A take on Westhart and Lions and finally in Division 4 and 5, Division 4 Blackpool Scorpions play Saddleworth Rangers A, Caddy's Ed Rhinos are at home to the Rochdale Cobras. Division 5 is Bolton Mets against Clockface Miners A and Salford City Roosters A are away to Higginshaw. 
Well, there was some thrilling action in the President's Cup that involved the England Universities, Great Britain Police, the Armed Forces and the Great Britain Teachers. It was on Wednesday. These games were played at Siddle. England Universities beat the Great Britain Police by 16 points to 6 and the UK Armed Forces beat the Great Britain Teachers by 22 points to nil. There's some amateur news as well. The reigning Barla County champions, Lancashire, they fly out to Belgrade. That's on Tuesday this week for a two-match tour of Serbia. Head coach Mick Blakely will be assisted by Craig Fairmond, Chris Murphy and Peter Eccles with Steve Blakely, Salford's very own Steve Blakely acting as physio. We all remember Steve as a player at Salford. He's now um, a really good physio and he's acting as physio on that trip um, during which the side will face Red Star Belgrade on Wednesday and Serbian national select teams on Sunday. Thomas O'Loughlin of Sheventon Sharks is a late inclusion following the withdrawal of Latchford Albion Danny Brown through injury. Zach Baker of Rochdale Mayfield is also is also sorry. Zach Baker of Rochdale is also in that squad as well. So I'll give you the the local lads who are in that team. It's a bit of a mouthful this here. I think it's my uh, my eyes aren't so good at the moment. I should put my glasses on. Let's have a look. Matt Whitehead of Oldham St Anne's is in the squad. Zach Baker, Jimmy Connaughton, and Liam Wallet of Rochdale Mayfield, and Gary Morgan of the Saddleworth Rangers. So congratulations to those local guys. They're going to be in that squad going over to Belgrade to take on. The, the teams in Serbia so good luck and hope you come back with the victories well it's been a bit of a marathon amateur report this week before I go I always mention the Challenge Cup I know it's not amateur rugby league but I'll give you the results and the draw for the next round as well the quarterfinals on Saturday round 6 Bradford Bulls 24 Leeds Rhinos 22 Catalan Dragons 62 Doncaster 6 Dewsbury Rams played Halifax on Friday Dewsbury Rams 6 Halifax 34 Huddersfield Giants 16 St. Helens 22 was a Sunday match Hull FC beat Castleford 28-12 on Friday night Salford went down 18-32 on Saturday at home to Hull Kingston Rovers on Friday night also Wakefield beat Widnes 26-6 and on Sunday the BBC 2 game Warrington Wolves beat Wigan 26-24 in a real thrilling match there so the draw is as follows for the quarterfinals it's pulled out a great tie as well with two championship sides being drawn together Bradford Bulls are going to play Halifax so that's a championship side guaranteed in the semi-finals St. Helens play Wakefield Hull Kingston Rovers play Warrington and Hull FC play Catalans so we could have a real tasty semi-final there two Hull clubs possibly getting through maybe Bradford Halifax St. Helens there's going to be some great ties there don't forget this weekend as well there's plenty of rugby league on the television it's a summer bash at Blackpool the fixtures for that one all these games are televised as well it's Barrow Raiders against Sheffield that's a one o'clock kickoff on the Saturday Batley Bulls Dewsbury uh, 3.15, Lee Centurions, Widness is a 5.30, sorry those those three games sorry are on Sunday, the Saturday games are Toronto Wolfpack against Toulouse with a 1.15 kickoff. Rochdale Hornets play Swinton Lions half three, Featherston Rovers play York City Knights at four, sorry 5.45 and Bradford Bulls play Halifax at 8 o'clock, I'm definitely going to put my glasses on next week for the next week's amateur report, that's all I've got for you, I shall see you on Friday night for Salford's match away at St Ellis, take care. Well, that was Paul's amateur report and next up on the podcast let's look forward to the game against Settlements on Friday night it's time for the so Salford Devils travel to St Ellen's Paul on Friday night it's been a long time since drinks against St. Helens, since we've won there away. Um, hopefully, Friday, we can uh, you know, dust, dust ourselves down uh, and secure a win. 
It's going to be tough, Rob. I think it's going to be really tough against St. Helens. And I, I, I've noticed the last couple of weeks they played Huddersfield in the Cup and they sort of laboured to a victory. It was a very, very tight game. That I think they scored a try late on and, and won it by one score. The week before, they beat Hawkinson Rovers away, but that was a tight game until the last 10 minutes. They conceded 20-odd points as well. So they're not... They're not sort of unbeatable, I don't think. They're not. They're not Superman, even though they look it sometimes. So I think you just got to catch them on a good day. If you want to beat St. Helens, you've got to play well. One to one to thirteen, one to seventeen, really. And you can't afford to, to make mistakes. You're going to have to take your chances when they come. But uh, no, you start on nil nil, don't you? We've got to go there with the right attitude and. Uh, and who knows? Who knows? I think it's going to be a very tough game, though. And if you, obviously, if you're a betting man, you're going to back St. Helens, aren't you? And particularly with our record there as well. You know, no, no victories there for, for 39 years. It's a long time, and it's something that I think of every year when I go. And every year, it seems to just seem longer and longer and longer. I can remember when it was like, you know, no, no wins there for like 15 years, but now it's gone up to like 39 years. It just, it just seems to the time just flies, doesn't it? So, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to Friday night, though. I, I like going to that ground. It's, it's a lovely stadium, the uh, totally wicked stadium they call it. Don't it's a really nice stadium. So I'm looking forward to going there Friday. But I'm not sort of going there with any real ambitions to, to win the game. I don't know. I'll, I'll wait and see what happens. To be fair though, their coach Justin Holbrook has said some really good things to say about us. To be honest, Paul, have you have you, have you seen the quotes? I haven't to be honest, but I've got a lot of time for Justin Holbrook. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a nice fella as well. I never heard him. He's not a complete sort of arrogant coach like like some coaches are at a bigger club sometimes you know because I won't name names but there's certain coaches that I think are a bit can be arrogant at times but I, I've got a lot of time for Justin Albrook I think he's doing a good job as is the other guy at Warrington um, what's his name Warrington God, I've got a memory blank again uh, what's Warrington's coach called Steve Price yeah Steve Price been a long day <laughs> uh, yeah I've got, I've got a lot of time for them because they're two two young Australian coaches and they seem to um, they seem to embrace you know the British game and and sort of the things we have over here, the Challenge Cup. I know they think a lot of the Challenge Cup, and I, I think that's a breath of fresh air. That when you've got young Aussie coaches that come over and sort of understand our game and, and sort of the tribalism in our game. So I've got a lot of time for Justin, but I've not read what he said, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure he's, uh, he's, uh, he's he's he said some nice things about us. I'll I'll read what he says. I'm not got I haven't got a, a, a decent Aussie accent, so I won't I won't okay. try and take him off. But he says uh, we know what they're capable of. They had a great dominant win over at Warrington a couple of weeks back and went over to Catalan and thumped them over there which nobody has been able to do so they're a really dangerous attacking team they execute their plays well every team runs plays but there is a difference between running plays and ex- executing them well and Salford do run their plays very well you thought Jackson Hastings and Rob Louie in the halves they are dominant playmakers in their side and do a really good job for them so he knows that Hastings and Louie are the threat so I suspect he'll do a job on he'll try and do a job on him on Friday to stop him from playing. But yeah, mm-hmm. very good. I think it's nice to, you know what he said there about our team and you know he's obviously uh, worried for us to, to mention us. Um, perhaps worried's the wrong word. <laughs> well, he might be worried because he might be thinking to himself, "Blimey, I can't, I can't, I don't want to be the coach that loses to Salford, you know, after 39 years because I'll never be forgiven." But um, but no, I think he's right. You know, we have got a good pair of half-backs there and probably arguably two of the best half-backs in, you know, the best half-back partnership in, in the league. There's not many better I think, than, than Louis and Hastings. But you look at St. Helens, you've got a lot of classy players. You've got Theo Farge there with, with Johnny Lomax, who's been playing in the halves for them. And the, the, you know, the, three, the three-quarter line they've got. You know, Matt, I don't think Matt Percival played at the weekend. I'm not too sure whether he's injured. But if you look at the wingmen, they've got Swift, Makinson, 
Um, the the new centre they've got, Nakwama, I think his name is, he's a fantastic player. I mean, there was a rumour a few years ago we were after him. Kevin Nakwama, I think he's called. And I've seen a few clips of him recently, in particularly the, the whole KI game a few weeks ago. I think he scored three or four tries. And he's, he's a special player, got a great offload, very strong. He's going to take some stopping. And, and obviously the, the, the forward pack that they've got as, as well, you know, like of Wormsley and Kyle Amo, they've got some big guys in there, haven't they? And uh, he's, he's going to, they're going to take some stopping. They're a very fast, powerful team, aren't they? And when they get going, they, they, they're good to watch St. Helens and they, they play the game at such a pace. You know, you don't really get that, that chance to to make a mistake, really. You've only got to look back at the Easter game. They had a really tough game against against Wigan on Good Friday. They they came back against Hull on the Easter Monday and they put 60 points past them. And I watched that game and they were absolutely tremendous. They went 12-0 down and then absolutely blasted Hull. They got on a roll and the pace of them was just, just frightening, really. So, uh, so yeah, we've, we've got to all play well on Friday night if we're to stand any chance in this game. Yeah, no Robe. He, he's out injured. Uh, he's a massive, he's a massive man for them as well, Roby. You know, over the years, Rob, you know, with Roby playing, he's been a difference against when we played him so many times. You know, in the tighter matches, James Roby's like been the really go-to talisman for them. So he's he's a big mess. Mm, yeah, uh, Johnny Lomax, he's he's uh, he's always a danger for me. You know, Theo Farge, you know, he's he's developed under at Settlements any as well, so he, he'll have to be watched. Um, you know, we've. we've we gave Saints a game, didn't we, a few years ago at Saints? Um, you know, we could we could hopefully go one better this time and, and win. Don't think the art could stand another, you know, close defeat after after you know the last the last few weeks, right? But hopefully, you know, the boys will be be fired up um, for the game. Um, obviously, looking at our team, uh, Tom, Logan Tonkin's back in the back in the squad, um, and uh, no Joshwood. Bad luck of it. No, I've just noticed that. No, there's no Jake Bibby in the squad either, is there? No. I presume Paulie Paulie's coming for for Jake Bibby, so uh, it looks like Ian Watson's gonna gonna play Paulie Paulie in the squad. So uh, let's hope we do better than we did last year. Though we didn't even score a try there last year. We got beat thirty odd two, didn't we? Mm. I think did that game get postponed? It should have been a Friday night. I think we had really bad weather and they postponed it to the Sunday, didn't they? If I remember rightly. Yeah. Um, it was the season before, wasn't it? The uh, the twenty five twenty four game, which is a real heartbreaker. So. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to see what what we can come up with on uh, on Friday night. It's going to be tough. Because we were sat in the Saints the Saints end commentating, and they all jumped up, didn't they? And gave us a boo, oh, turned around. Oh yeah, yeah that was yeah. heartbreaking, that wasn't it? Well, my dad was sat with us as well, and uh, I think he he nearly turned the uh, airways blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a yeah. such a shell shocking defeat. I remember going to the press conference after the game, and I just felt physically sick, you know, because we'd done so well. It got it could have been one of the best wins I've. I've seen as a Salford supporter and then in like 10 minutes it turned into like a heartbreaking defeat it was awful but uh, but no you get these days don't you it's all part of being a Salford supporter Rob isn't it it's all right Paul that's what it's all about it you know I, I think the the other one I remember bad, the other bad one was um, Castleford away uh, when Jake Webster went sort of went through and scored at the death I think Gareth Fox scored for us with about 5 minutes to go and I thought we'd won it and then Jake Webster burst through and scored, and thought the Castleford coaching team were on the next gantry next to me, and they were jumping up and down like you've never seen. And I was like, oh, my heart sank. They've done it a few times like that, though, Castleford, haven't they, over the years? Yeah. Yeah. But we've had good moments as well, Paul. It's not all bad. We've had some good, you know, last minute wins as well. Um, the bad moments probably outweigh the good ones, though, Rob. Yeah, but that's it. <laughs> you, you, you always go, don't you, for that, for that one moment, don't you? And, and all the bad yeah, moments. Yeah. 
become worth it when you're on one side of on the right side of that of, the, of that. Result. Well, I think as we've had this chat before, haven't we, between ourselves when we've been out and about, and that million pound game probably, even though we didn't win anything, that did sort of wipe away a lot of. It did for me anyway. Wiped away a lot of bad memories. It was, it was sort of a a really good thing at the time, wasn't it? And, and something you will never forget. And we've had some good wins under Ian Watson as well, haven't we? If we, we, we were talking about this this week, weren't we? About the, some of the away wins we've had, you know, like Hall and Wigan and Warrington. He gave us some really, really good days where we've gone and hammered these teams on their own ground. The Catalan game as well. I mean, they're days you'll never forget, will you? So uh, we've been we've been lucky and privileged to see them over the last couple of seasons. We have. Well, Paul, you're not wrong, and obviously that million pound miracle, you know, it, it kind of changed the direction of the club for me, and, and and we're still kind of playing off the back of that, you know, in, in games. Yeah, you know, we we have got still a long way to go, uh, but you've all, you've got that belief now because it's happened and we've seen it happen. So you think to yourself, it might happen again, rather than before, it never had happened, and you were just kind of like hoping and kind of beyond hope that something might happen and. More often than not, it didn't. But now it has happened, you think there's more chance that many again? Well, I was hoping it was going to happen on Sunday, on Saturday against OKR, but um, <laughs> well, Iraqi went through and scored another bloody try in last minute, didn't he, for them to solve the game up? But, uh... yeah. well, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, Paul, isn't it? It's, you know, last week you, 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 bang, you, you banged me about OKR being below us in the league and, you know, us, us being, you know, who we should be better. But Oakland's the Rovers managed to kill the game there, didn't they? Yeah. Where, how many times do we do that? Really? You know, like in games that are close, that are close and, you know, we, we, we have a chance, they have a chance and then we nick it. How yeah. many times does, does that happen, really? And all Kingston Rovers do, did. And teams like them and Wakefield and Castleford and, you know, they they always find a way. And we have to, we have to be that, we have to grow and become a club like that if we are to move forward. We certainly do, Rob. We certainly do. Let's hope we can grow <laughs> arms and legs on Friday night and probably two pairs of hands each to, to beat St. Helens. <laughs> yeah. Because we have a lot of tackling to do, aren't we? When we, when we beat Saints on, 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 on Friday, it'll all be forgiven and we'll be like, waxing lyrical about how good we were. That's what, that's what we'll be doing next week. Yeah. I'll be booking a flight to Copacabana if we beat St. Helens <laughs> on Friday night, mate, I tell you. So, well, best think, of luck to the lads. Best of luck yeah, to the lads. Uh, you know, I think they're good enough. They're good enough to win. They're good enough to go to Saints and get a result. You've got to believe, yeah. haven't you, Robbie? I mean, at the end of the day, you start on nil nil. It's thirteen against thirteen. You four subs as well. And you've got to have that belief, haven't you? I'm, I'm sure what will instill that into the players because they're not unbeatable. Saint Helens will lose games this season. They lost at Catalan. We won, we won at Catalan forty six nil. Saint Helens got beat there. So there must be something in that. It's on the day, isn't it? If you perform well on the day, they have an off day, you'll win the game. So I, I don't buy that sometimes where a team's, oh, you can't go and win there, you can't beat them. Of course you can. You can win that game. I mean, they might be better players than you, but you know, if you, you can just perform for the 80 minutes, you never know. There's always a chance. There's always a chance, Paul. There is. So, talk about chances. What's the weather going to be like on uh, Friday? It's going to be dry, I think. Big coat or small coat? Uh, well, it'll be cold, won't it, by the time the game finishes? So I might take my little jacket. Mm, okay. <laughs> I don't know, mate. To be honest. You always ask me this. I've no idea. Um, I wear the same coat every week. I know. I was thinking, <laughs> thinking that. I've, got same coat. <laughs> I've not got loads of. And my wardrobe's not that big. Just for our listeners, Paul, they could be listening to this podcast at whatever, 6 o'clock on Friday, and they, and they think, Paul, Paul, give me the nod. So the big coat or the small coat, that's what. 
Take a yeah. Google with you just in case. Take them both. <laughs> yeah, take them both. So, score prediction. What, should, what have you put down for your, on, on your prediction league? Um, all with the guys on Facebook, they're all laughing at me. That's because right. I'd back Salford. Right. Um, everyone else has backed St. Helens this week. I always back Salford the way we read. That's why I'm in the bottom. Um, so I think now I've gone for 22-18 to Salford. That's my heart prediction. My head prediction's a bit different. But no, 22-18, I think it'll be a tight game. Tight game. My, my heart and my head are the same, Paul. I don't have, I don't have to switch, switch results. I'm going to go historic win against St. Helens. I'm going to go Saints. 10, Salford, 30, 30-10, and Pauli uh, Pauli to score twice on his debut. Wow. There we go. Mark that one down, and we'll be uh, knee-deep in chicken then. Nando's on the on Saturday. If we beat St. Helens 30 points to 10, Bob, we're not going to Nando's. <laughs> I'm gonna take you to the. I'm gonna take you to the Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll have it. At the, we'll have it at the top of that thing in that cloud twenty three bar, oh, whatever it's called. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. <laughs> we'll take the wives. We'll take the wives. I'll, I'll treat you. Oh, right. If you're listening, boys. If you're listening, make it. Make the magic happen. Make the dream. Make my dream come true. Probably, probably quite quite good up there. You know. Have you, have you been up? Uh, we went up a few years ago for a, for a, like a cup of tea or something. Um, it was nice in the daytime. It was yeah, it's nice, nice. It's a bit pricey, like, but the views are good. Mm. Views are really good. Especially if it's sunny like this, it'd be nice, mm. isn't it? Oh, like yeah. the miles, then, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah. Do a podcast up there. Could do a podcast up there from the from the mile <laughs> from that high up. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. It sounds like we could do like a like a like a pop up, <laughs> like a live pop up. Are we us eating Nando's, talking about salt for twenty minutes that way? Let's just beat St. Helens first. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the end of another another podcast, Paul. Another great show. Yeah, enjoyed it, Rob. Really enjoyed it, mate. I'm looking forward to to Friday and uh, hope the all the listeners have a safe journey there and enjoy the match. Yeah, and don't forget big meeting happening. Uh, ten, uh, well, it'll be Thursday uh, at the AJ Bell Stadium. Get yourselves down there um, if you can uh, and and support the club. You know, however you can, Paul. I think it's important. Obviously, we just plugged it at the end uh, just in case people have forgot. Yeah, definitely, because you can get confused sometimes with this podcast when it goes out. It'll probably be going out Thursday, so you know if you're listening to it in the morning or whenever Rob puts it out tomorrow, it's tonight sort of thing. So uh, yeah, get yourselves down there. What time does it start again, Rob? Is it six uh, o'clock? Six thirty. Six thirty. That's upstairs, and it's on the second floor, isn't it? Up, up the stairs. Yeah. So hopefully, a lot of people will turn up, uh, and there'll be a lot of positive stuff going on. So that was the end of this week's uh, Devil Eater podcast. I've been with Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Live. Radio Contact.